1: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, Pod fans. It's JR here. in terms of play. See mcdonalds.com. Rodgers is streaking ahead and he's onside.
0: Beautiful play. That is that. Becker shot. Goal! Becker is fouled. But post for Sheeran. Goal! But captain has it. hard oh, deflection and it's a goal! It's to Mitchell. It's another goal. Incredible. Hubble. The a goal by Jörn Björthor. Park Austin going in. Yes. No bats. No bats. 2-0 to London. Danny Ward. No go. I will win this
2: league
1: anyway. Richard, He's hit it. It's Bradley. Colin Doyle strikes again. And a brilliant
2: game. was quite a bipolar week for Swindon Town and EFL charge and a messy fans forum followed by the razzmatazz of an entertaining transfer deadline day before Newport County showed that there's still work to be done before the good vibes can be declared well and truly back. We have a bad habit and it ain't going away just yet. Newport County 2, Swindon Town 1, a frustrating loss at Rodney Parade for various reasons. And here to discuss live from the Chateau is Dan. Hello, Dan. Evening, Rich. Hello, listeners. Oh, dear. So you weren't there today. Were you not choosing to fight on the streets of Newport? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, thank you. No, the uh, the kickoff time change uh, killed my dreams of going to Newport, I'm afraid. If it was yeah. a three o'clock I, I I could have been there and would have been there to see the start of our strong bench revolution mm. yeah yeah there was a bit of scrapping yeah. today um you know Ooh. nothing
2: nothing nothing beyond the usual sort of pavement dancing but it was quite large in numbers on the way out both in the town center and by the train station other than that. It was a perfect day. And of course, the the result, everything went so smooth, including the way in, the way home. The food was good. Everything was good. The vibes was good, but the loss was not. But can't
0: have it all, can you? No. um, Like you, I've been a bit irritated since the match finished. It's it's a game we absolutely shouldn't have lost. Mm. Um, At the very least, I feel like we should be sat here talking about frustrating draw, where some poor Swindon defending has cost us getting all three points. So, yeah, just to have another second half collapse, even with the new recruitment and the new interim manager, it's, like you say, some some old habits die hard, Rich. They certainly do. They certainly do. But before
2: we go into Swindon Town at Newport County, it would be remiss of us, especially yourself, Dan, if we didn't talk about Sunderland under-18s, one, Swindon Town under-18s, Two in front of over 600 Raji Machams, Goodness me, a grumpy bunch. Incredible opening five or six minutes, courtesy of goals from Alston and Amin. And then it was pretty much all Sunderland and, well, an incredible watch on Friday night. And it's great to see, and possibly Bristol City in the quarterfinal away, which. Uh, I look forward to attending. If that's the case, I'm not going to Turf Moor. Sorry, lads.
0: <laughs> no, it was um, a really good watch on Friday night. Um, I hope everyone managed to tune in for the very start of the match. Cause uh, Swindon found themselves tuning up, like you say, within six minutes. And then, you know, a further bit of incident where it looked like Swindon's forward, Botan Amin, took some flack, racist or otherwise. I'm not quite sure. I've seen people saying both, both ways on that one. So I think we remain... Alleged. Bit of an unsavoury one. I'm really glad um, Amin and Swindon were the winning team. They can shove that back down the uh, the mighty Mackham's throats. But uh, no, a, a result to really warm the cockles. And let's just remind ourselves, this FA Youth Cup run, first time Swindon have been in an FA Youth Cup quarterfinal since 2007. The sort of um, Jukovic, uh ilk uh, of that era. And they've beaten, let's try and get this in order. They've beaten Aldershot without conceding. They beat Wimborne Town without conceding. Premier League, Luton, albeit they play at the same academy level as Swindon without conceding. And of course, seeing off, well, in the league anyway, the currently unbeaten Man United under-18s, I saw after Swindon beat them, they went and made it 13 wins out of 13 in their Mm under-18s league. So that is a real, real top result at the counting Ground. I enjoyed sharing that evening with you, Rich. Thank you. And then Friday night against Sunderland, another elite academy. I thought they actually gave Swindon a much stiffer match. Much and better, win. Man United it? did. But yeah, if if, you, if you're calling stuff out, I, I think the fact they've only conceded the one goal over the five ties is remarkable. They're also doing really well in the league. Redmond Evans, the captain in goal, had a magnificent game on Friday night. Botan Amin, obviously really eye-catching a couple of goals against Man United. Uh, he scored again, led the line really well on his own. Some really talented technical footballers in behind them in the shape of... Keys and Alston, and Alston took his goal beautifully as well, by the way. So, yeah, just all around the pitch, a real hero's effort. I wouldn't say they were clinging on for dear life. There was certainly one Sunderland chance that was your edge of about 10 minutes to go. But other than that, I think Redmond Evans commanded his box superbly, really quick off his line for a couple of narrow, tight little one-on-ones. And let's hope it is Bristol City. Let's hope it is at Ashton Gate.
2: Oh, yeah, not Phelan. Uh, not Phelan. Uh,
0: no, come on. Let the kids play at a nice stadium. And yeah, I, I I would be there if I can. I'll be there if I can. Quarter what?
2: finals. Yes, please. Yeah, I'll be there if it's at Ashton Gate. and the, Otherwise, I'll be uh trying to figure it out if it's at the High Performance Centre because it is out in the sticks. So, fingers crossed they they put it on at Ashton Gate. If indeed it is against Bristol City, they they played Burnley, I think on Wednesday in the league. They beat Burnley 4-0, so we'll see um what happens there. But less of them, more of Swindon Town. It was a, it was a magnificent achievement. It was great to see. There's something just so I think you use the word pure about under 18s mm-hmm. football. It it just it hasn't got a lot of the cynicism that I suppose senior football has. And it's just sometimes a bit wild, a bit hectic, a bit, a bit naive. And it's just, it just makes it so much fun to watch.
0: Absolutely. kind of the very best of, you know, all of our best efforts playing Sunday league or youth football as amateurs, you know, like you see these lads just giving it a red hot go. It means the absolute world to them. Probably, three quarters of this side despite how well they're playing will probably never make it all the way in football so you know this is some lifelong memories being made but well I'll put it back to you Rich. if you had to pick two or three out that you've seen who would you say is a really good chance mm. of tough, getting that isn't... pro contract and making it
2: yeah it's it's tough isn't it because some of them clearly don't have like the, the physicality and size for a one-year contract maybe a two-year contract I like I liked. I like Harry Chad. I like Redmond yeah. Evans. Yeah. I mean, means size going to be really good. So is Miles Abodo when he comes on. He came on and he was like a battering ram. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite. He did one thing terrifically, and then all he needed to do was cut it, um, and it would have been a pretty simple tap in for the uh, the twin and attack. But you just, that's what's so interesting, I guess, about watching it all because I don't watch them as much as you have over the years. You know. The games that have been streamed aside and watching them in in preseason friendlies and Wiltshire Shield and stuff like that. I think there's a genuine headache for Swindon Town with with some of these because we've only been getting one or two over the line in recent years. But I've I've really been impressed.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, so I would echo some of what you said there. I think the left back is very cultured, charred. I think he's a first-year scholar, so there's no rush on him. We can let Chard cut. Sonny um, Hart's got lower league football career in him
2: if if things go his way. I I do think that. He's, I
0: don't think he's going all the way to the top, but I certainly think there's there's a career there. Yeah, and I, I would say similar for Jackson Brown, actually, yeah. who I think stands out physically amongst his sort of midfield peers. Quite a good carrier of the ball. So, yeah, um, and again, I'm going to hark back to something I've been saying for years. I think... If we had something of an under-21s team or at Mm -hmm. least some regular under-21s development friendlies, call them what you want, you could actually take six or seven of these lads on. I think so. And take a punt on two or three of them becoming established league footballers. Uh, like we've seen with Harrison Minton this year, been a bit of a slower burn on Dwarzak. I think he's had he's had some illness, but that is the very core. That is the heartbeat of your community club, right there. Is the is the academy. You want to be producing players. You want to give them chances. If this season is going to peter out, uh, the playoffs are still looking a, a long way away. Um, then yeah, maybe end of March, April time, you might see some of these lads get to go. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, huge congratulations
2: to everyone involved in Swindon Town Under-18s at the moment because it's incredible and it's putting us back on the map, which is which is what we want to see. We'll move on to events for Saturday, the senior team. When, when I was on the train going home, one thing that was apparent, Dan, was the impact Ben Garner's Uh, appearance on BBC Radio Wiltshire alongside Andrew Hawes doing co-coms with him did and I'll be really interested because you watched via the chateau what what on earth did Ben
0: Garner do that made everyone go do you know what maybe he'd be all right to come back (laughs) no so um I was actually I was in the car on the way home from my eldest football training I caught a good chunk of the pre-match Garner interview anyway with Andrew Hawes. Uh, yeah, it was kind of the first time since he's left. We've heard him put on the spot publicly, actually. And, and Andrew Hawes didn't shy away from asking about his exit, uh, about that season, that wonderful season we had, which ended unfortunately, with the pitch invasion at Port Vale. You know, kind of a little bit of what went wrong at Charlton and, and Colchester, where Garner cited inter- interference. But no, he spoke really, really warmly about his, um, his one-year tenure at Swindon Town Effusive in his praise for Ben Chorley and how thorough and professional and diligent he was as director of football and and the work that the two Bens did together. He referenced a couple of approaches from Charlton ahead of the playoff campaign, which, in his own words, he turned down. He then said... The sort of clincher for him, obviously, the disappointment of Port Vale away, uh, once that sank in, uh, once it became apparent, Swindon were going to do things quite differently behind the scenes. Ben Chorley was to leave. Um, we were to bring in Sandro D. Michele the influence of Chris Kiley and his data consultancy solution. Um, you know, obviously, we've we've heard a heck of a lot more about Chris Kiley in the last year, not always for for good reasons, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. So I think, yeah, in Ben Garner's own words, so, you know, it's always likely to be painted in a favourable way for Ben Garner. Uh, In Ben Garner's own words, things changed behind the scenes. Charlie left, which was a real key relationship for him, and that, you know, opportunity for Charlton became too tantalising. But he also spoke really, really warmly about Harry McCurdy. He also said about um, he regrets not doing a sort of farewell Message for Swindon and how the sort of drawn out affair of him going to Charlton, including Scott Marshall and Scott Lindsay at one point, mm-hmm. um, which was touched on how he regrets that. But I, I didn't actually hear him then go on to say sorry or or then do the sort of <laughs> unfair. Help, but there we go. But no, he's a good communicator, Ben Garnett. He was when he was at Swindon. I know some people like to say he was a bit moody and didn't say much, but he's a very good communicator. I think you could see why he was a good man-manager, particularly people like Harry McCurdy and, and some of the injured lads too. So, My own view is, isn't is really changed. I think Ben Garner did a fine job, particularly when you look at the the circumstances the club found itself in at the start of that season. Um, I would have loved to have seen him stay on and I, I think automatic promotion would have been a actually in that next season if Chorley and Ghana and yes. a few other bits stayed in place. But there we go. The yeah. sands of time and hindsight's a wonderful thing. But no, he he, he spoke well. I, I, I suspect people are now longing for <laughs> the last good thing we had in a management sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the elements absolutely had to
2: remain behind the scenes, I think, for, for Ghana to kick on. And I think he saw the
0: writing possibly was on. On the wall, but what do you think about the timing of his reappearance? Because yes, I, you can bet your life BBC Wiltshire haven't just gone to him this week. So, oh, are you fancy doing co-coms? That is almost certainly going to be Garner's been in touch with BBC Wilts. <laughs> I don't know because uh... that doesn't just come about like they haven't got him on their little hit list. Like, oh, we'll try Ben oh, Garner think... to see if you do co-coms. It's like South Wales is nowhere near where he lives, <laughs> in East London or wherever it was. I, I tell you, I, Andrew
2: isn't afraid to widen the net to get guests on, but it's not as if he's local, I don't think, to Wales, but more so. I'd, I love the idea that we've got this budget Jose Mourinho just rocking up, just like, I'm here and I'm available, and I, I will... I will <laughs> well, I will manage your team. do you remember? You know, in Holloway as in the, as in as the, in as the, the
0: as town end. Not that. <laughs> do you remember, towards the end of Lee Powers rain falling apart and you know that dreadful summer where Clem saved the club. Mm. Remember that. Eight million pounds Got to stick together. Richie Wellens had a habit of popping up everywhere, including your Love Stranger's shield, didn't he? Oh and yes, what a chap. Speaking to people in pubs and <laughs> I, I I get a little bit of maybe that from Ghana, actually. Maybe there is a little bit of fishing for a <laughs> fishing for a job in the summer. That oh, would be my money anyway. Well we'll, we'll And why see. not? Right? This is the club where he's done his best work. Certainly mm. wasn't Bristol Rovers, it certainly wasn't Charlton, and it certainly wasn't Colchester. So yeah, he needs, um, needs some warm feeling and needs some success on the CV. Otherwise, I suspect he'll be back to the world of under 23s where I'm sure he'd, he'll do a very good job.
2: I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would. Well, we'll see what happens there. None of this is discussed, really, if if Swindon continued the, the, the magnificent run Gavin Gunning was on as either co caretaker or interim. Manager, but it wasn't to be this time. So it was unchanged from last week's comfortable victory against Bradford by Crofting goal. At the back, Godwin Malife, Colo, McCarthy, and Blake Tracy in midfield, Khan, Kane, and Devoy. And then up front, Hepburn, Murphy, Glatzel, and Austin. Later, we would see Bruitt and Al Buzetti come on followed by McCurdy and McGurk and then Drinnen would come on for the last 15 minutes or so not in the squad were Farrell Johnson and George McEachran. both were in attendance and doing their own uh, fitness instructions with or 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 activities while the others were warming up for the game not on site with Tyree Shade, Brooklyn Genesini, Rick Acua, or Anton Dwarzak. I did see as they were finishing their their drills, see Milton Hall had an arm around George McEachran's shoulder during that warm-up session. And you know, it was clear that McEachran will probably be hurting to not be on in the match day squad.
0: Yes. And I think as the game played out and the subs we made in the second half, we, you could argue, maybe put on one one too many attacking midfielders, and that left us a bit, a bit open, perhaps. Um, with just Khan and Devoy as the sort of recognized central midfielders later in the game, but we can touch on that. I, I suspect you know it, it's like boxing day, right? Your kids got all these new toys and they want to play with them, right? And and Gav Gunning's no different, he wants to put all his new attacking shiny things on the bench. Uh, and today we had McGurk, Albazidi, McCurdy, Drinnan and uh, a couple of Cent and Half. So, yeah, maybe. I've gone and I'll look back on that and think. Just ever so slightly more balanced bench, having that proper central midfielder would have been a, would have been an asset. the Way the game played out,
2: I guess. Crucially, that was one of the strongest squads that that we've had all season in terms that we didn't have room for McEachran
0: and Tyree Shade on the bench. So. You know, oh, that, absolutely, that's yeah. I mean, God, I, I can't bang on the pod for four or five months talking about squad depth and then go the other way when <laughs> we finally do have numbers. It, it's great to see the depth we've now acquired. It just it just leaves me with that longing feeling for if only we'd built this size of squad September 1st onwards. Oh, my goodness. This kind of defeat on September the 2nd would have been a bit easier to take because you'd be thinking, well, there's only six, seven games into the season, people settling in. But one thing Swindon don't have, if they have unrealistic expectations of a a playoff tilt, is time. I just want to talk about the away form generally, Rich, actually, very quickly. I've got some numbers for you. Our last five league away games, 4-0 defeat at Wimbledon, 2-1 defeat at Tranmere, 3-1 defeat at Crawley, 2-1 defeat at Crewe, 1-2 defeat today at Newport. And our next three away games are Gillingham on a Tuesday. Stockport the leaders of Mansfield automatic promotion. What's your point? So, well, my point is: have we ever lost eight? Have we ever lost eight oh, league away games no. on the trot in the fourth tier? Because that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would suspect we've not. How is the away form so bad? Like there's fourteen hundred there again today. We're twelve hundred behind the goal at Wimbledon. Reasonable followings at Crawley. In, in terms of Newport Way, it's it's usually quite flat in
2: the in the away end. And I I won't say it was electric today, but it is as good as I've experienced it. And of course, the return of McCurdy helps with that. They shifted, what, 200 tickets in less than 12 hours, 24 hours because of McCurdy signing. So people were in a good mood. The city shirts and bucket hats were in the crowd again. So, so, you know, I, I think you're completely right, but sadly, Attendances don't translate to to what happens on the pitch and nobody's booing the players nobody's having a pop at the players you know Clem Morfuni talks about positive mindsets where that matters the most is in the ground and i've said it once i've said it a thousand times this season the fans are doing their bit oh 100
0: yeah i just i just look at the away form i think 16 away games two wins Swindon town in the fourth tier Nine defeats, oh. 37 conceded in 16 away goes. It's, it's a you know, it's alarming. We have now got a new interim manager. We have got some depth added to this squad. So, you know, today was day one of seeing if we could turn that, that away form round. But if certainly into next season, you don't want this uh, away from home trend to continue because it really is something that's been a strength of ours over the last decade, actually. It's our our away form relative... So our home form has generally been pretty good. It has. It's always a- anyway. Back to the starting eleven. That's exactly what I would have done. <laughs> um, I would have gone unchanged. Put the new toys on the bench. So I was quite pleased with uh, the team we started with. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, if the
2: first half is anything to go by, again, I think this is the fourth season in a row of us being in the same division as Newport. Anyway, where I've gone to, I've gone to the away game, and we've won one of those, and I'd lost the others. Don't tend to draw with Newport at the moment, do we? It was probably one of our better halves that I've seen Swindon play. Swindon usually cower to Newport County, I find, at Rodney Parade. We kind of get bullied. We kind of just, it's, it's always a little bit scruffy. It might be the pitch, I don't know, but it feels like Newport are, are far better. Then they then then we probably give them more credit than we should, I think is probably where I'm going there. I mean, you put started this game below Swindon and it was kind of even, I suppose. But the first half was really positive from Swindon for large parts. It felt like it was going to be a day where we might get our way.
0: Yeah, I, I messaged you guys at halftime, didn't I? And said, actually, first half, largely very good. Most of the goal malfaction Swindon attacking. Yeah. And one nice save by, by Croft. But actually, the centre-back pair of uh, Blake Tracy and McCarthy, I thought McCarthy was excellent in the first half. Bit of a dip off in the second. But yeah, mostly snuffed out uh, what Palmer Holden and and the very lively Will Evans could chuck at us. I thought it just looked like a measured, street-smart half. We didn't risk too much, didn't leave ourselves too open. Still playing... Mostly football with a little bit of practical, you know, clearing the ball to the halfway line when it needed to. Trying to do the like the big switches out to the wide men, Hepburn, Murphy and Glatzel, who got, had the pace out wide. Um, Austin, particular fan of trying that that ball. But yeah, I mean, could and should have been ahead as early as the, the third minute, Rich. Um, yep. A clever Dawson-DeVoy free kick. Keeper in the wall didn't get it right for Newport. And yeah, frustratingly hits the post and sort of, Flashes across goal. That would that would have been a, a really nice start. After that, just in the first ten minutes, you had Glatzel played in down the right. He had a shot block. Kane had a sort of follow-up shot from distance saved as well. But yeah, it's measured, street smart. And yeah, I was sat that half time thinking, you know, that's 135 minutes of football under gun in, yet to concede a goal uh against Bradford, and then the first half against Newport. And actually looking like, you know, we've got that threat and counter-attacking threat going forward. So, um, yeah, I I certainly was not feeling grim at half-time. My my only worry, and I think I said this, wasn't it, is my heart was saying, if we carry on playing like that, we'll uh, we'll go on to win. But my head says, (laughs) um, Swindon will find a way of letting Newport get ahead of steam and yeah. Doing something dozy that'll that'll cost us. And unfortunately, aside from the first thirty seconds of the second half, that's kind of how it played out in the second half. Really frustrating.
2: There, there were two efforts for Swindon in the first half where I was stood right behind the goal, sort of in line with the crossbar, right, right behind it. And there were two there were two chances. I think Davoy had one. Mm-hmm. That was um, poor. And yeah. and Glatzel's how Glatzel's vision and just his ability to just put his foot on the ball and just look around him was brilliant because we didn't get much from Glatzel in the first half, not much went through him, but when he had that moment, that, that ability to just stop, cut it back and devoy has got to get that on, on target. It was, it yeah. was, and I don't know how it looked on, on sort of the, on TV, but from
0: where I was, I, I couldn't believe it was on, wasn't on target. Yeah, well, unfortunately, he seemed to just do the motion of chipping it. Um, it's kind of like he's taking the pitching wedge where he just needed to get his foot through that. Um, and I think the second effort you're talking about was um, so DeVoy cutting it back for Hepburn-Murphy. It was around the first yeah, right. minute. And yeah. Hepburn-Murphy actually connected with it really well, probably yeah. too well, as it just sort of whistled over over the bar. But yeah, that, you know... Smart build up down the right, cut back from the byline, was um was a good route for Swindon in the first half. Yeah, the the Devois finish, I think I use the word here, just you know, weak really. Um, from your attacking midfielder, you just want to see him whip that. Don't give the keeper a chance. Yeah, but no, more generally, I think some of my other observations from the first half, I thought there's some really excellent individual bits of defending from McCarthy. It was a bit of an ongoing sort of pitch battle between Will Evans, who was having to pull out onto Coccolo to try and get some joy. And he got a lot more joy in his little tussles with Coccolo than he did going up against McCarthy and FBT. Um, yeah, and that would actually have a bit of an impact on the game into the, to the second half with Coccolo booked just before Newport made it 1 1. And then that led to the gunning feeling like he had to bring on. Uh, another centre-half for Coccolo and, and move FBT out to the left, which unfortunately destabilised the back four in quite a big way, second half. Yeah.
2: How do you, how do you feel Coccolo did in, in this game? Uh, last mm. couple games, in my opinion, I, I think on the whole, in terms of his football ability and where he, what I expected from him from the moment he rocked up to now, he's done much better than I thought he would. And that surprised me in terms of that. I thought he would start slow and, and 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 hopefully build. But he started much better than I thought.
0: And he is beginning, I think, to struggle a little bit in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, for me, um, he's had an up and down couple of last games. He's been subbed off in both games on about the 55th minute. Um, both games, picking up a book in. Um, it just frustrates me because there are some good bits in there. There were some... Good crunching and tackles, and actually, in that kind of running battle with Will Evans, he kind of gave as as good as he got. But I just find him a bit <clears throat> a bit loose with the ball at feet, mm. not quite got the thing under control. Which on on you know on a pitch like Newport's as well, I'm not That's... saying it's easy <laughs> for the Swindon footballers to get it under control. I think Glatzel suffered from that a little bit as well today. He looked like a man Glatzel who. It's just looking after his body a little bit. Yeah. Obviously had a lot of time out injured, not quite fully confident in his body. There's a, plenty of 50-50s where I think Glatzel needed to do a bit better with his body. But yeah, back to Koklo, he started a lot better than I expected from a free agent who'd not played for 14 months. But I think it's just been a bit of a steady dip off ever since, actually. In the last two performances... Uh, very inconsistent. And that's not to say there's not some good bits, but you know you want your full back you don't really want to notice them defensively because um, you don't want him doing much wrong. No. Uh, no. yeah, I, I suspect if this season does fizzle out, we may well end up bedding in for our Johnson at, at left back at Cockle's expense. um and you know the half hour we saw against Bradford another one. Sort of good and bad bit random bit leggy but um yeah I think he'll be a grower but yeah we we need a bit better out of Cockle. yeah
1: you can't
0: be taken off your left back after 55 minutes every week no 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 uh
2: before we go into the second half um I remember get, going into the ground and thought oh the pitch looks all right for for Rodney Parade you you and your notes have put pitch not
0: great it was no. very bouncy yeah it was a bit rutted. Even if it had been rolled flat, it then cut up a bit, um, and yeah, seemingly quite firm. So yeah, it just even even some of the most accomplished players on the pitch never quite had the ball under control, which made you know plenty of turnovers and um, chances to counter attack. Which when you got Hepburn, Murphy, and Glatzor on each wing, kind of suited to them really. Hi Rich, just a reminder to let you know I'm on points west again tonight, so make sure you tune in.
2: Oh no, here I am holidaying in Europe and I'm gonna miss Dan's latest appearance talking about another deep side town performance on the television. Unless, haha, <laughs> of course, I can use my Nord VPM subscription. Nord VPM allows you to watch sporting events, TV shows and films which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing the content. So I'll never miss another Points West with Dan ever again. Huzzah! NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive information like card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee per month and one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. So to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpncom forward slash lovestrangers. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the podcast Along the way. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Lovely stuff.
1: Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here, enthusiastic contributor and former Swindon McDonald's employee. Farewell, Outlet Village. One time I got to serve the then Swindon manager Roy Evans. Yes, I know what you're wondering Big Mac with medium fries. And admittedly, while Roy may have regretted some choices at SM1, well, you can't go wrong with the classics. And you can't go wrong with McDelivery, where instead of you getting in a time machine and coming to me, your favourites can come to you. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
0: Hello, I'm Stephen Bender, and you listen to the Loaf Stranger Podcast. Can we talk about the start of the second half?
2: Yeah, that's uh, Newport made a change at halftime. Scott Bennett going off, who'd been booked in in the first 45. Uh, Charles Lee coming on. Swindon made no changes and they <laughs> didn't need to because the start of the first half was absolutely exactly what we wanted. A long ball from Godwin Malife found, pow, Glatzel, with acres of space, he took his time and really, really happy for the for the guy because I've been really impressed with him over the last three
0: games. Yeah, I think if you look in your green shoots for the the couple of years ahead and the fact that Glatzel is our player, I think his performance against Bradford involved in both goals and and today, well, it's a bit, bit up and down, Um, took his goal nicely and generally uh, involved quite well off off the right in an, uh, in an attacking sense. But yeah, it's a good job he scored because he, he did take take his time. <laughs> yeah. uh, and they we were right, he scored it, so can he grumble? But yeah, I think that was indicative of the pitch as well. It kind of took a couple of seconds for the ball to kind of sit down and behave before he mm. just dinked it past the, the on-rushing Townsend. It's kind of similar finish in a way to Palmer Holden when he dink pass by Croft. I don't think there's a lot either keeper could do, actually. i come out and close the angle, but yeah, n- nice finish from Glatzel. Gets him up and running. What's that? 60, 70 minutes in the tank towards him getting match fit.
2: Yeah, the, the only whinge, I suppose, is the best word for it from the away end is Glatzel scores. I'm elated. We're all elated. But it, it's happened at a time where Harry McCurdy is still walking towards the dugout to take his place. And... Glatzel just scored, and the fans are singing Harry McCurdy and or Harry <laughs> McCurdy. And I'm just like, oh, come on. He scored his first goal for Swindon, and we're singing, all well, the fans are singing McCurdy's name. And I just thought that was a bit disappointing, but I'm
0: I'm I'm a uh, precious soul, aren't I, at times? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hadn't clocked that. So um, thank you for sharing. Thank uh, you. But, yeah, the the other thing we should say on the goal is, is generally. I know it was only 20 seconds into the half, but it kind of, there was nothing going on. Um, quite a speculative ball over the top from Godwin Relief. I've got no clue if he was onside or not. The person with the best view, the linesman, kept his flag down. And uh, yeah, it kind of. I don't, I don't think Swindon had another moment like that in the entire match. That, it that... was strange. It was kind of out of pattern with the rest of the match, but... I'm glad it happened. Got us oh, one luck. It also was the best thing that could have happened to Newport as it showed.
2: Well, this, this is exactly where I was going next because because it was so early into the second half, I can't, you know, make any negative accusations to Swindon Gosh. on this front, but Swindon's approach to the game from the moment they kicked back off was nowhere near what they did in the first half. I, I can't say they were like, Yeah, there we go, we've done it. Because we've we've took the lead a lot this season and not won, so you think they they you know not let their guard down. I guess it, it rejuvenated Newport, and coinciding with our dip, it it was just it was a perfect storm for us at
0: that point. Yeah, I'm trying to get my head around what I saw. I don't think Swindon necessarily consciously dropped off a level, but. Just we just did a couple of dozy things, almost straight from kickoff, uh, including Cockle dragging down Evans. That was about a minute or two before Newport equalised. And actually, I made the note uh, around you know how positive Newport's reaction had been since the goal. And then, sure enough, the very next thing I write down <laughs> is one-one. But no, 1-1. I think we just got to give a heck of a lot of credit to our hosts. Actually, yeah, we've seen enough times this season when Swindon go one-nil down. It's normally, quite often followed by a, a second goal going in. And with Newport being, what were they, 17th before the game? Or, you know, they, these aren't a world beaten League Two side, but they just, they just got their shit together. They got a foothold in the game. Swindon facilitated that by being a bit dozy, a few loose passes. And yeah, I mean, it was a, from a Newport point of view, they're going to be sat on their podcast saying, really smart short corner. Yeah. Great overload on that side. Swindon, bit half asleep. They hadn't sent an extra defender over. Was it McLaughlin then just ghosted past? I can't remember the Swindon player in that area of the pitch at that, that moment. Fizzed, you know, really attacking cross into the box. And Will Evans, I think that was his 20th goal of the season. And, you know, I, if I don't say it now, I'll say it later. But I, I think he... Was probably the standout player on the pitch. Actually, Will Evans. Um, if you did have two hundred and fifty grand to spend in the summer, and you are looking for a, a centre forward, he looks he looks a really talismanic, non-stop energy, just all rounder of a forty. Looks, yeah, I, I would like him on my team, please. <laughs> and clearly, he's got twenty goals, so he he knows where the goal is. My memory of him from the county ground game, actually, back in September. He spent, I think he got a wallop in the box, went down holding his shin quite theatrically and was down for absolutely ages. Um, mm. I think we spoke on the pod after that about maybe Brewett getting away with one there. But yeah, he seemed to have dropped a few of the histrionics and um, just let his football do the talking to, to Swindon Town's cost in this game, unfortunately. Indeed, I think it was Rashawn Hepburn Murphy who was d- defending
2: that that first effort, and they yeah, got it was they the got, wingers defending. Yeah, I got, I think that. And on Newport County, again, it, having it's one of the, the the games I go to most regularly because it's so easy to get to from Bristol. It was one of the first times, uh, certainly for the first hour, well up until the equaliser, where. I think Newport fans were thinking, oh, this might not go our way. Mm -hmm. They're normally a little bit more boisterous. And I think we we played well enough in the first half to have them a little bit concerned with the way things were going. And they didn't really pick up as as a collective until the equaliser. And then they were more like what I I see from Newport County fans. But that, that also adds that sort of element of frustration from my side as a fan in the away ends because we allowed them in so
0: easily absolutely and I think only five minutes after that there was a repeat short corner from that side which led to a McLaughlin shot into the side netting where you know if he'd done a bit better with a shot or put it back across the face of goal that mean I think the thing I wrote down was that that felt like a big let off and actually Swindon hadn't Got their head around the fact it had only happened five minutes earlier as well. So, no, just organizationally, structurally, there's, there's still a few dozy, dozy moments in this Swindon Town team. And, you know, when you're defending set pieces in particular, that's that's a whole team thing. That's not just your, your back four. But in between the goal and that effort, um, you had obviously the double sub rich. We uh, did, it a big Bacopolo. moment. Yeah, yeah big with moment. Uh, Blake Tracy again to left back. Bruitt slotting in at left centre-half as a right footer. They, they were trying to make this left. change at 1-0 as well. So they were all okay. ready to come
2: on um, before the goal. Yeah.
0: Which and, I think... Uh, well,
2: might have changed things a little bit potentially. I I was wanting when I saw Brut was coming on. I don't really want to go down certain roads, but when Bruett was coming down coming on, I, I, I turned to Simon, who was who I was with, and went, "We need to stay at one 0 for him coming on. <laughs> uh, we need to stay at one 0 And proved proved to be at, right in the end, kind of. But this defense in the first half worked because it was McCarthy and Blake Tracy, and the
0: moment mm-hmm. they compromised it. We didn't look the same. And and we didn't, did we? No. The kindest thing we can say for Bruitt on today's evidence is maybe he's still a bit injured because mm-hmm. it was it was it was bad, frankly. And you know me, I've I have been a Brewitt defender on Remain. this card. Not yep. not necessarily because I think he's not standing centre half, but he's always been honest, mm-hmm. um, integrous, humble. Sorry, I couldn't resist. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's always he's always been a hundred percent man, hasn't he? Um but today that did unsettle our back four. I think like Tracy and McCarthy, who'd had aerial dominance even against the sort of the big lad Palmer Holden and Will Evans, it just just put us all a little bit out of sync. But more positively, uh, we saw our Irishman of Syrian descent who'd been playing in Sweden, uh, a truly international loan signing for the ages, um, Zachary Albazedi uh on uh at the same same juncture I I was a bit frustrated to see it be for Kane if I'm honest Mm -hmm. felt like you were just sacrificing a bit of defensive solidity in the middle of the park I I think probably at that point I would have done it for Devoy um Kane and Khan you know it's nice to have a right footer and left footer at the base of the the midfield, and I actually think Kane was having a, a relatively good game too. So, mm-hmm, but that did get uh Albizade out onto the right. It looked like Glatzel kind of went to uh kind of a t- attacking midfield. Um, is that how you saw it in the ground? You went more central, yeah. But yeah, I mean, five minutes after that, Albizade gave us a, a first glimpse, and it, it was it was tantalizing. You sort of a great dribble up the right, across, uh, and that led to a half clearance, which Glatzel then hit left-footed. Um, I put in my notes about it being cleared off the line, but I think on the replay, it looked like it was just sneaking wide, actually. Ah, but... it looked like, yeah, from all yeah, the, and the other side. It really like... good first impression from Albazedi He is lightning quick with the ball at his feet. I suspect he's not that fast as a 100-metre runner, but actually with the ball at his feet, he just seemed to ghost past... Um, the left, left-sided left players of Newport yesterday. So some really good signs there. A couple of minutes after that, uh, Jack Tycroft, um, really nice save from a, a Bryn Morris curling effort from outside the box. That was another short free kick, which um, Newport worked well, and Swindon hadn't picked up the man on the edge of the box. So again, I mean, you've got to give Graham Coughlin and Newport a pat yeah. on, on set pieces. Swindon weren't alive alive to that throughout the match. Yeah, Um, and then that brings us on to our next um couple of subs, which 68 69, which felt like the dice roll, uh, for Swindon. This was the this is where the bench was going to win us the game McCurdy for Austin and McGurk on for for Glatzel. So, what did you make of um, what did you make of those subs? It it just felt like we were trying to bring in our newbies, the new toy. Factor I you... would have liked to have seen Drennan if you were going to do two I would have liked yeah. to see McCurdy and Drennan it, it just didn't McGurk. there's no rush to squeeze him in just yet, if you know what i mean i just i just don't i just don't think it was required at that moment I,
2: there was no panic you know it wasn't it didn't feel like Newport were really knocking on the door truly and they're attacking changes so it's, it's I don't think we were struggling in that respect um a few lots of lots of the listeners feedback sort of talk, talk, talk about this uh UX yourself <laughs> um said four subs at one one was ridiculous thrown on players that hadn't had time to adjust or settle in made no sense uh Tim Gilmore says game of two halves in control first half lost its second half too many subs and breit weakened the defense when it when he came on Kane should have stayed on which backs what what you were saying there it it did feel like brilliant that we've made these signings and it was one it highlighted why it's why you build your squad in the summer because like you Mm -hmm. said if you do this in, in if this game is playing out in August you can have some sympathy but trying to bring in players that some of them McCurdy if he had any sessions it would have been one session you still got to get used to you still got to get used to the new squad it did feel like too much too soon in the terms of we went from 11 players that clearly knew the drill in the first half to that disjointed performance in the second half and I and I feel it is an argument that bringing on those players even though they
0: might as individuals played all right it just didn't work across the team no well I think if you if you take the subs almost in order I think we've said about Brewer for Cockerlow I and admittedly, Cochlear was on a yellow, it wasn't having a super game, but that destabilized your back four. I think it was great to get Albazadi on and he had a good impact. Mm-hmm. But you know, if we're marking Gunning's homework, I don't think that should have been for Kane. Uh, I, I didn't have a problem with Austin coming off on 70, and frankly, you could have brought Andrin and all McCurdy there. I think the McGurk for Glatzel was you know, manager trying to be a bit, bit clever maybe for his own good. I think. Some of the early salvos from McGurk fairly positive though. He looks like a player who wants to get on the ball, wants to run with it. He had a fantastic opportunity yeah. uh, later in the game to make it two-two, and he did everything right until the bit where he's got to stick it in the net. Um, and that was another example of albazedi getting into the right right by line and finding someone in the middle. So, now on another day, McGurk should have made that two-two, and he would have had his debut goal. And oh, but yeah, a story of maybe. Swindon trying to be a little bit clever for their own good and just destabilising things. I think just one too few proper central midfielders just to keep the structure of the side. It's quite often when we were defending, it was your back four and then just can't, frankly. Because the boy, even if you wanted him to play a bit deeper in the pitch, isn't a kind of McEachern or, or Kane sort of out-and-out out centimetre. Yeah, I mean... Gunning is new at management, right? Mm-hmm. In the same way that a lot of these players are new to the squad. So you hope there'll be some lessons learned from today. Slightly going home. But actually, whilst we spoke about destabilising the side, you had some reasonable efforts um, almost straight away. Actually, FBT fed by McCurdy, getting to the left by line and his sort of ball across got blocked out for a corner uh Murphy with a sort of surging run and shot from quite deep in the pitch. This is strangely hit shot. It kind of took an awkward bounce just wide of the post with Townsend scrambling and then slightly against the runner play I would say Newport found themselves two and up and oh it's not pretty. Do you want to, do you want to kind of set no, this up? Rich. No, I don't really.
2: I don't really. <laughs> you put a push back defensively. They wallop it. Town one offside. I, I, I don't really know what Tom Bruitt is doing here. He's got his arm in the air, but it's not in the usual that's offside sort of <laughs> arm in the air manner. But he's lost his man. The flick on. Easy peasy for Perma Holden. Simple finish. 2-1. And that, that goal is everything about our season post-September.
0: Just, yeah. just a complete mess. Yeah, I mean, just, just to pick up the thread, I think, like you said, it kind of came from not a lot, just simple ball forward. I think the thing you can commend Newport on was the fact they did have three or four players up against our back four on the halfway line. But yeah, structurally, a bit of a match. You had Blake Tracy two or three yards deeper than the rest of the back four. had found himself ahead of Will Evans, which meant when he came to contest the ball... Smart little nudge from Evans was enough to kind of put Brewer out of the game. I don't think it's a foul. I think it's one of those where you say you want your centre-half to be a bit stronger. And then Wieldig had the very easy task of feeding Palmer Holden. And I think Bycroft kind of did his best to close the angle down. But simple finish 2-1 and just really, really frustrating. It just felt so avoidable. Oh, so. so if if your back fours in some sort of order and Brewer is the correct side of Evans and, and competes for the ball, Properly, then it's probably snuffed out, or much more difficult for Newport to go through and get a chance. But and I'm I'm Dan. I'm not down on this performance this weekend. No, not me. That's so
2: frustrating. And and this is the issue. Like we do look like we have the ability to restore some pride, climb up the table, do whatever, however you interpret a positive from this year. But if we keep on doing that we won't climb the table and that's what's so frustrating it just feels like we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot we bazookered our foot right Mm. off because it wasn't that sort of Swindon performance until the second half and then that happened and you know I know we get people send messages to us oh we're all
0: football coaches now aren't we and what have you but it's just, it just feels like the basics, yeah. Just slight tangent, Rich, before I come on to those points. Um, you say we're all football coaches on this pod now. Tomorrow morning, I am uh refereeing an <laughs> oh under sevens god. game. <laughs> oh, god, so wow. na- then Good I luck. really will be able to criticize officials from uh, <laughs> a neutral standpoint, <laughs> but no, yeah, Rich. How many times we've been on the pod this year. Swindon have had games where they've done some relatively good stuff and then we're just so easy to score against. Yeah. And that undermines everything we've done in, in the rest of the game and what we're trying to do going forward. But we did have some great chances to make it 2-2. and So 75 minutes, Drinan on for Hepburn Murphy, which meant Drinan went central and one of the other attacking midfielders must have gone wide. So yeah, you had the McGurk chance, 76 minutes which, you know, just, yeah, everyone misses, right? He did the first bit right. He cut back, took a couple of defenders out of it uh, and then just stuck it wide somehow. But yeah, I mean, at the very least, you can point to that little bit of composure from McGurk in front of goal, which should stand him in good stead for the future. And he is a permanent signing, so we have a vested interest in this sort of little ginger Brian Howard um, (laughs) reincarnate. Okay. I'm getting sort of... Brian Howard vibes. He was about 20 when we signed him from Southampton. Some of those early appearances, he looked good, but a bit raw. But do you know what was really odd about that move, actually, that led to the McGurk chance? The referee went back and booked Khan for a tackle where Swindon had won the ball and then counter-attacked up the pitch. So what the heck is the referee doing? Booking cut? Is it a foul or not? Because if Swindon had scored that and he goes back and books Khan what the heck is Graham Coughlin thinking? That was just really strange referee. I don't want that to be missed. Yeah, five minutes later, we had a, a devoy right-wing cross. McCurdy should have done a lot better with a header. Tiny bit tentative. Ugh. After that, lots of Newport subs. On came Luke Jeffcott. X of this shire. Didn't even notice. I didn't even. No. Able, it might have been good, um, but I didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, uh, just so shortly after the board went up, there was, I swear, there's three or four minutes where Swindon were almost locked. Sorry, no, this must have been pre the board going up. Apologies. There was like three or four minutes where we were just locked in our left-back position. We couldn't get out. Newport kept winning throws, kept winning niggly little free kicks. And it just seemed so stupid on our part. Get out of there, town. <laughs> it was infuriated. We're trying to oh, no. we level the match. We were just... Uh, do you know the passage of play I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah. Just someone stick a foot through the ball <laughs> and get us out of that corner.
2: We were there for ages. And it was it was before injury time. I it was I, before the board, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember t- I said to Simon, Look, they're doing this early. But the thing was, from our side, is the, um, the school board clock was a, was behind by about a minute a lot of Swindon fans yeah. were upset at the end of the game because they were pointing at... There's still a minute left, but there wasn't... Um, no, there wasn't, it, no. It, it wasn't, um, no. Um, th- we've been talking about this game for a remarkable amount of time and and the big the big moment really was an injury time where Harry yes. McCurdy, who was pretty quiet, I thought, you know, it, it, for large spells of his return, which is only under, understandable. No criticism there. But it was almost so sweet. But I must say in the pit... Oh, in the ground, it hits the post, but it never looked like it was going in. Do you know what I mean? So we're right Ooh. at the other side of the pitch. He's, he's, he's take, taken the shot, and it's like, there's no like, it's like, oh, we've hit the post because I think it's
0: more of the ground that, it, you know, but it just didn't yeah. feel like the moment it was happening, sort of thing. Maybe from my Chateau angle, I was a lot more excited as the ball ah. was flying towards God. Just in general on McCurdy, Because I I was on Twitter Friday morning saying, everybody just check yourselves a little bit on McCurdy enthusiasm. Here is someone who has had a long spell out of the game after having a heart problem and a small operation. He's had three sub appearances for Hibs, totaling about 27 minutes, right? Do not expect the world. Mm -hmm. I suspect Swindon are probably going to use him off the bench initially like we did today. Um, And so judging him against that marker... I think he's a bit ahead of where I thought he'd be, actually. Um, he looked, you know, relatively fit and sharp, you know, tried a few things that didn't quite come off, a few nice bits of um, link-up play. And, yeah, this would have been the um, the narrative icing on the cake, wouldn't it? Um and yeah. Count, I think it was the 91st minute, McCurdy, uh, picking the ball up on the right, darts inside, probably to a lot of people's surprise, including the defenders. So I don't think anyone expected him to go on his left and hit the ball quite so true. I think the shot would have been 22, 23 yards out. What a shame it hit the post. At the very least, we really did deserve a, a draw. To, I don't know, you don't always get what you deserve. You know, you've said about bazooka and ourselves in the foot. It just, it's a really frustrating one in that regard. There was some good stuff. You got some new signings who look sharp, like Albazedi, You got McCurdy next week he'll be off the back of another week's training with the with the squad I think if only we'd left Kane on a little bit longer and maybe done a little something different with the back four but I think Gunning like I say he's not an experienced manager he is new to it got a squad that's come together a lot of new faces it's just back to what we said earlier right you haven't got time For us to go on that kind of Bristol Rovers-esque, crazy promotion run, it it needed a win today. It needed everyone to get on the McCurdy train. Um, I think the word you used when we were messaging earlier, Rich, was today was just a bit of a reality check, wasn't it? Yeah. Actually, it's still been a pretty crap season. Yeah, We're trying to salvage something. We're trying to inject a bit of fun into this latter part of the season. We've got 16 games to go, nine at home. Where we are fairly good, somehow we're still only seven points off the playoffs. You know, we're probably looking at needing to win eight or nine of those home games realistically, if 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 we're going to pull off some sort of miracle. But and what we, green shoots would do take that looking they, slightly longer term? That they looked okay despite the lack of time. You know, it, it's yeah.
2: as individuals they looked okay, glued together the individual performances to make it a team performance Um, and we might have a fun uh, a few weeks ahead but uh, uh, when I say reality check it's more like I think you know people it's we I said it in in the press well I think it was the press where I was like there's still 23 other sides that are scrapping it out and we can't just assume that they're going to go. Oh, Harry McCurdy's here now, so nothing possibly can go wrong. It could be definitely more entertaining. I definitely saw enough from Swindon today to 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 believe that we're. Well, I mean, we're fine, but and maybe the Beamish line won't be compromised. But we still got to be. We still got to be savvy. There's there's enough, but it's it's just I don't want to. I don't want to kid myself. I, I want to be more angry about why we're in this situation, then go, well, next season, because then then I feel like the club doing a season ticket pitch at me, where i will be like, well, there's enough green shoots for us to have a good summer, keep these players, where well, we know Glatzel will be sold to Chesterfield for 150,000 in the summer or something mm-hmm. like that, you know? So I, I just I just want to just go, My my hope for the rest of the season is that there's no more behind the scenes nonsense. The club keeps its head down we just focus on, on Saturdays and Tuesdays and um, and see out this season, see how it goes. I, I don't think there's, there's going to be a miracle. If there's a miracle, brilliant. I'll be there front row centre. But I, I just think today was a reality check because I think people had just been like, the good vibe train was beginning to chug along. And then, oh yeah, we also have these frailties at the club and we didn't have them in the first half and then they re-emerged in the second, which has been the story of our season since October. I mean, that was... Swindon's seventh loss in ten games, which statistically is a bit unfair because four of those were in a row in December and then we've sort of gone into this inconsistent form. But post-game, Gunning was... Very much glass half full, I think. He said, very good for 70 minutes. 15-minute spell where we were really poor. Fantastic, though. Cutting them open, clinical, plenty of chances. Hit the post three or four times. I think that might be a bit too many. Um, but it wasn't meant to be. Town we a bit scruffy. Uh, a couple where we could have passed it in, but we went for the big shot. I think that's in the first half, but that's football. Uh, we were poor defensively for their two goals, but... It is what it is. Uh, we clicked into bad habits earlier after going one nil up. We didn't work hard enough, but that's my fault. Clearly didn't get the message across. Glatzel was quiet, but is still quality. And Harry is a maverick, and we want him to play and be free. Um, listeners-wise... Um, well look there's there's a lot of bad stuff about bruitt I'm not I'm not going to read too much of that Dunning has to take some of the blame says Harry with some weird subs and subbing Kane off from an already depleted midfield didn't help um, ben says not saying it's a bad season, but you've asked for opinions before the game's finished. Thanks, Dave. Um, Taze85 says I did worry that we'd need more than just Mad Gab's vibes to improve our defensive record. Spot on Taze85, I think. Sounds like we created enough but didn't react tactically second half. I, I think we're all seeing the same thing, Dan. I really do. I think Agreed, the fan, yeah. I think the fan base are all seeing what it is. You know, Carly says Al Buzetti looks good. I think we'll beat Salford and then kick on. And, and and I love that sentiment. Salford beat Wrexham today, so we can't just sit back and assume that that Salford are going to just come to Swindon and get their tummy tickled. It, it's we we they need to knuckle down and. Let us provide the vibes. Um, Tucker Jenkins says, definitely a game of two halves. First half, we dominated possession without threatening. Then, after scoring, we never seemed to get to grips with Newport's change shape. And the old habits, the bad habits, crept in with not tracking runners and individual errors. It's it's all the same usual stuff. Uh, Man of the match went to Connor McCarthy, mostly um,
0: due to his first half performance. Do we agree with that? Hmm. I hadn't actually thought about this. It's awfully unprepared for me. I would say, yeah, the strength of McCarthy's first half showing <clears throat> was certainly very, very good. Ah, um, uh, yeah, I think I think McCarthy is is fine. I think the second half definitely a little bit of a dip off. I think he missed Blake Tracy, uh, and actually, I, I think the ref was a bit mean on on McCarthy on a couple of occasions second half. Mm-hmm. both in front of the Finland fans where sort of competing and winning the ball against, I think it was both against Will Evans both times. And the ref kind of giving the, the soft free kick for the little nudge and you think, come on. I, I, and again, I'm a referee now, so I, I can make these comments. Um, but yeah, I, I think McCarthy, he's the key man. Um, and I think you've already seen in two matches he has a bit of class that he can't buy. Um, and probably too much class for us to get him in the summer. So, yeah, that one's a bit of a a short termer. But yeah, I I think he's a worthy man of the match. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Albizetti would probably be the the flyer off the bench. Um, not saying he should be man of the match, but very very encouraging, debut. And that's and that's what we need from
2: these. You know, we, we don't have the divine right to win every game just because we've signed a bunch of players but it, it's good like I said individual performances were
0: quite fine it was just disjointed as a, as a side wasn't it in that second half yeah and frankly with all the new faces and that many subs which we've not always had the luxury of doing um you'd expect it to be a little bit disjointed right mm-hmm. the key bit I suppose is everybody get to know each other this week um let's do a few like traitors style challenges Sing some uh, songs on chairs. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, like I say, I think maybe some, some lessons that have gunn in would be wise to learn as well. Just, you know, that kind of... When you're caretaker, you can be a bit mental. You know, the Grimsby three one six one 6 and all that. And the first 10 minutes against Jails where we're 3-1 down. But, you know, if he's going to be interim manager and he wants to make a pitch for the job, then, yeah, he's probably left us... A bit open in that second half, let's face it.
2: Yeah, well, Pounder are down to 17th. Uh, Salford cool. are down in 19th and they'll go level on points with us. And unless there's a quite significant goal turnaround in that game, they'll stay below us for at least next week. But it's it's these are the games at home as we close, down that, that we've got to win.
0: Yes, and uh, generally the home record this year, eight wins, four defeats, 26 six points from 14 games. It's generally been pretty good. So, yeah. um, you know, more of the same of what we saw against Bradford and more of more of the same of what we saw in the first half today, actually, which was measured, street smart. Those terms are used because, actually, you do have the attacking flair and talent in the squad now that you can keep the back door shut fairly tight and expect there to be three or four moments of quality that... that might lead to you scoring a, a couple of goals, so yeah. I mean, it, on the one, it's going to be really lovely just to see McCurdy back uh, on the ground turf. Um, I suspect probably that following Tuesday against Jills will be a first start for a few of these bench lads, like drinnen I suspect he'll he'll start that game in place of Austin, and who knows? Might even be McCurdy's first start. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, we haven't got time. If we could pull in off a miracle, we need to do some miracle things soon, very, very soon. Uh,
2: this was a Zoom recording, so apologies um, for any background noise. Me clicking, Dan sniffing. Sorry, right. it's one of these it's things. Just, isn't it's it lingering. It's just, it won't go away. It, it just will not go. Let's see what the week brings, Dan. Thank you
1: very much.
0: Yes, yes. cheers all.
2: The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. The views given do not reflect those of Swindertown Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast logo was created by the most splendid Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on you Reds!